Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of Hop In, helping you thrive while I drive, and it's been just over a week since I recorded episode one. The reason for that is because uh, exactly 24 hours after the recording of episode one, my wife gave birth to our second child. We had a baby girl exactly a week ago from today, actually, on Thursday, October the 11th, 2018. She weighed six pounds, seven ounces at birth. Delivery time was 6.25 bright and early in the morning. And her name is Adelaide Lori Anderson. Anderson's my last name. Lori uh, is my wife's mother's name. And my wife's mother passed away sadly on December 1st, 2008. So we knew that we wanted to honor uh, Lori in some way, and we wanted to um, make Adelaide's middle name Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E. And her first name is Adelaide, just a name we've liked for a very long time. We have some close family friends, and they have four girls, and their youngest is Adelaide. We've known her since she was two or three, and we've always really loved the name, and the short form of that is Addie, A-D-D-Y. So, nonetheless, I am now a father of two. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old son named Brady and a one-week-old named Adelaide or Addie. So here I am making episode number two. I am not driving into my office right now, but I am driving. Um, and and that's one of the rules for myself is I only record this podcast while I'm driving because it's called Hop In, right? It's like you get in the passenger seat here. So I am driving. I'm actually driving right now to an all-boys private school where I am the choir conductor. So I have a degree in music and voice performance and my passion, truly above everything else, um, is choral conducting, leading people in singing. I conduct five boys choirs. Actually, right now I also conduct a girls choir. Um, I'm taking my wife's mat leave. She's also a a choral conductor. Jenny's also a conductor and I'm taking her uh, mat leave for a few months while she focuses on the baby. I am conducting her choir every Monday. So I'm going to rehearsal right now, and I'll be there in about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. (coughs) So I just woke up. It's 7.25 in the morning, and I want to just get into this. Today, I wanted to, I thought I would initially kind of teach you the entire formula for EFT, emotional freedom techniques, like the tapping process, so that you can begin to apply it for yourself. But I'm going to wait on that until episode three, and instead, right now, I just want to talk about something that I learned um, uh, through my EFT coach. His name is Andy Bryce. He's from Vancouver, uh, lives in the UK now. And this is what he kind of shared with me when I started working with him, um, when I hired him to be my coach, is that when people try to make changes in their life, in any area of their life, typically... What we, re- what we tend to rely on first is willpower. So, you know, we just like, we kind of resolve. We make a decision to, you know, go to the, start going to the gym. We make a decision to start eating healthy. We make a decision to uh, start a business, start a new project. Um, to, you know, you want to create a new habit. Initially, people draw on willpower in order to start and continue that habit. The problem with willpower is that um, it's not very it's not very effective long term. So 
one of one of the people that I've learned from a lot uh, over the years, his name is David T.S. Wood. And I don't know if this is his original idea, but he shared with me a long time ago that environment is stronger than willpower. So when you just use willpower to make a change, generally, for most cases, for most people, environment's going to win. And so that's why you see in, in habit forming, and you, you read about this in books about you know, forming new habits and stuff and new patterns and new rituals that you want to you want to do what you can to change the environment that's why dietitians and nutritionists will say if you're going to change the way you eat you have to actually clean out all the junk food from your fridge from your pantry so that you're not tempted by it so that it's not in your environment anymore so when you when you utilize willpower and you resolve to do something different in your life and you pair that with a shift in your physical environment and then maybe, you know, that's why they also tell you to talk to the people that are closest to you so that, because those people are in your environment too and they have influence over you. So you want to talk to those key people and have conversations with them. The problem with all of that is that it's still completely dependent on human willpower. You've got, you have to clean out your fridge. You have to keep it clean. You have to, you know, make sure that you don't bring new food into the house. You have to go grocery shopping and prevent yourself using willpower from not buying the junk food, not buying the chips, not buying the cookies, whatever. So willpower works. Um, and for some people, they, they are able to just use willpower. And over time, they stick with it and they form a new habit. And sometimes that works for people, but often it doesn't. What we, what we actually need to do is we need to shift the emotional um, sensation. We have to shift the feeling and shift the relationship between yourself and whatever it is you're wanting to change. So, like right now, let's just use going to the gym as an example. Everyone uses this, but it, it's just so obvious and it makes sense. So, currently, whether or not you go to the gym, you have a relationship with fitness, right? Whether you, whether you haven't been to the gym in the last 10 years or you go every other day or every day, right? You, you have a relationship with working out. You have a relationship with your physical health, with getting stronger, with getting fitter, with getting faster, whatever your goals are in terms of your fitness or your non-goals, you have a relationship there. And so when you try to change your, your habits as they relate to you and going to the gym, you're now using willpower to do that. What you really need to do is shift the relationship between you and going to the gym. And the reason that I love EFT so much is because that is what it does. It's a mind-body technique that can, that can shift the relationship between you and anything else or anyone else so that you no longer are dependent on willpower to make the change, but that you've actually shifted who you are being so that you just naturally and easily and organically do something different. And I've seen this play out in my life so many times where I've been resisting something and resisting something or trying to start something and putting it off and not doing it, not doing it, not doing it, not doing it. Then I'll just finally, sometimes I resist tapping. I resist the EFT. Then I'll finally get to, okay, I'm going to just like do a whole bunch of tapping on this or I'm going to work with Andy on this thing. And then once I do that, and I peel away some of the, the layers, like I was talking about that onion analogy last episode. Once I do that, all of a sudden, it just feels effortless to go and then change the habits that I was trying to change in the first place. Because I'm no longer depending on willpower. Because environment 
is always going to win. Environment is stronger than willpower, and your relationship with those things are stronger than your willpower. And and you know, you see people also set up like accountability structures to change things, right? It's like, well, if I get an accountability partner or an accountability group, well, that'll work because I'll, you know, that's that's a strong environment. And yes, that can work. But what happens when that accountability person gets sick? What happens when the accountability group ends? Right, like you're in a, you're in like a mastermind, and you you go through this like program with them, and you see them like on you know on Zoom or something like every day or every week. What happens when that's over? Well, either you've built the habit, you've created the that muscle where it's just an automatic thing that you're going to do that thing, you're going to continue to do it, or you're simply going to revert back to what you were doing before. And more often than not, that is the case. So it's really powerful. And by the way, I'm not saying that that these that these things like changing your environment and using willpower and setting up accountability structures, this is all incredibly valuable. Of course, do all of it. And find a way to shift your internal relationship between yourself, how you're feeling, and the thing that you want to do, the thing that you want to start, the business you want to launch, uh, the, the fitness habit you want to form, the eating habits you want to form, the financial habits you want to form. Shift the way you feel about those things, and then your actions, but just as a natural extension of you feeling differently, will be different, right? Um, you've probably heard you know, that your beliefs create your thoughts, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, your actions create your results. So if we can go to work on shifting our beliefs, our thoughts, and our feelings as the root cause, which is what EFT can do, can shift your beliefs, your thoughts, and feelings, then your actions and results as a natural extension are going to change. And that's why it's so powerful. So uh, that's what I wanted to talk about today. I'm almost at the school. In the next episode, I'm going to take you through the EFT formula so that you can learn, so that you learn how to do this. And then when I do um, coaching sessions, which I will do, in, you know, some episodes will just be like me taking a specific problem, a specific thing that people have asked me to work on, and I'll just coach you through it right over the podcast here, using EFT primarily. <clears throat> um, but I want to be able to teach you this first so that you know what you're doing once I get to that. Uh, so please, now, one thing I've also done since recording the first episode is I'm now on Anchor. Uh, realize that Anchor, the app, a-N-C-H-O-R is, in a, is a phenomenal platform for podcasting. It makes this way easier than I thought it would be. In fact, two years ago when I started my podcast, or more than that, more than that now, three or four years ago, there was just so much I had to do every single time I made an episode that like, it, it was really annoying sometimes to podcast. And now, it's not. <laughs> so, um, because I use Anchor, you can actually send me voice messages on Anchor. So if you have any requests, any questions, anything you want me to help you tap on or work through, please just send me a voice message. And I also want to try this. If you're listening to this, because I just really want to know if, if you're listening to this, I want, I want you to introduce yourself to me. And the best way for you to do that is actually via text message. Um, I currently have a whole bunch of parameters set up in my phone, especially being a new dad right now, where I just like don't go on social media. So if you Facebook message me or um, Instagram DM, I'm... I'm, it's possible I'm not going to get it for a few days. If you text me, I'll get it. Here's my phone number. Yes, I'm giving you my phone number. You can text me. 
I mean, you can call me too, but I likely won't answer the phone if I don't recognize the number. But you can text me and just let me know who you are, where you're tuning in from, and that you've listened to the show. Just let me know, and we can chat. So my number is 647-680-5548. I feel like I'm making like a dating um, audio or dating video right now, like giving, here's my phone number, call me. Uh, but no, it's not like that. Just say hi. Send me a text, 647-680-5548. Let me know that you listen to the show. Let me know how I can serve you in a greater way. And I'm honored to be here with you. Thanks for hopping in. And I will talk to you next time.